Come on, bless his name. Come on, bless his name. We bless you. We bless you. Come on, bless his name. Come on, bless his name. Come on, bless his name. Come on, come on. Holy Spirit, you're welcome in this place. 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 Consuming fire, sweet perfume, your some presence fills this room. This is holy. in this place. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, 
thou art welcome in this place. Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit. Come on, point at yourself. Thou art welcome in this place. Thou art welcome in this place. Thou art welcome in this place. In my space, in my place. This body welcomes you. This body welcomes you. This body welcomes you. This mind welcomes you. This this tongue welcomes you. This tongue welcomes you, God. You welcome, you welcome, you welcome. All of me welcomes you, Lord. Let your power fall when your name is called. Prove the doubters wrong. Lord, you're mighty and you're strong. I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm talking to somebody. You've been praying about something. You've been asking God to do a miracle. And on this Pentecost Sunday, I'm decreeing and declaring right now that the power is going to fall. Let your power fall. When your name is called, prove the doubters wrong. Lord, you're mighty and you're strong. I feel Pentecost in here. I feel Pentecost in here. I feel Pentecost. I feel it, I feel it. Wherever you are, wherever you are, I want you to enter into it. Enter into it. Enter into it. Enter into his presence. Enter into his presence. Ah! Thank you, God. Hey, 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 Alabasha. The anointing's in this place. The anointing is in your house. It's where you are right now. The anointing, the anointing. Destroying yokes. The anointing. Father, we bless your name. We ask that you move afresh in this place. Speak to our hearts, Holy Spirit, and grant that we hear you.
we are open to your presence. On this Pentecost Sunday, we thank you for the fire. We thank you for the fire. We thank you for the fire that fell at Pentecost. Thank you for the fire. Thank you for the fire. Have your way in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I feel the anointing and just... Uh, I want to just read a verse of scripture to you in Acts chapter 2, read in your hearing 1 through 4 already from the Living Bible. Let me just read verse 3. Verse 3 says, Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on their heads. I want to talk in the next few moments from this theme, when the fire fell. Do me a favor and lift up your hands and tell God you can let the fire fall on me. Come on, just tell him you can let the fire fall on me. Uh, fire? Fire fall on me. Fall on me. Fall on me, fall on me, fall on me. You may be seated in the sanctuary, on fire. When the fire fell, little boy used to sing that when I was young, we sing that song. And ask you, do you remember where you were when the fire fell? It was Jesus, Jesus, Jesus at the altar when the fire fell. Do, do, do you remember when the fire fell? The, the, the song we referenced the fact of receiving the Holy Spirit with the power that goes with it to be endued by the power from on high. And today, today, this day, right now, we, we are here because Pentecost is really the birth of the church. Pentecost is the birth of the church. Don't let nobody fool you. The church is not born until Pentecost. Uh, they were at an inflection point before Pentecost. But the point really breaks into new existing and a shift happens at Pentecost and the church is born. The, the church was birthed in fire. Uh, my, 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 my. The, the, it was, I feel like preaching a minute in here. Give, just give me a few. The, it was birthed in fire. Let, let nobody fool you. Uh, don't, don't, try to, don't try to sugarcoat it. 
Uh, I, I know, I know some folk, we are, we are accustomed to the, the modern modernity of language and the old King James language sometimes belies its truth. And so we like the cleaner versions of the New English Standard Versions and the New International Version, the RSVs, and, and those are all great. But, but the old King James Version said, it called it the Holy Ghost. And if you don't mind, let me put it like this. The fire of the Holy Ghost fell in the upper room and that experience changed the world. Uh, the, the, the Holy Ghost. Uh, I, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. The Holy Ghost. It, it fell upon them in the upper room and, and it was that experience that changed the world. Uh, there, there was no preaching for those disciples until they got the Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, there were no 5,000 to be saved until they got the Holy Ghost. There was nowhere for them to stand on high ground until they received the Holy Ghost. There was no witness to be offered until they received the Holy Ghost. But on that day when the fire fell, everything changed and there was a shift in the atmosphere because fire changes things. There was a change that moment. There was a change. And I want you to understand something. I, I'll, I'll try not to be long, but, but give me a few moments to because, you see, they, they needed three things as they were preparing for Pentecost. The, the first thing they needed was they needed to frame the community. Frame the community. Uh, because up until that point, Patriarchy had it so that men worshiped one way and women another. And, and, and at this place here, they begin to reframe community because the Bible says they all met together, not separately, and were constantly united in prayer along with the several of the women and the brothers. Wait a minute, let me hear it again. In other words, they needed to create a new kind of congregation that looked at everybody inclusively and so a part of what they needed to do was frame a new community. Ah, preach what? Uh, that, that new community had men and women in there worshiping God at the same time, in the same way, in the same place. New community. Uh, yeah a new community that required them to replace the brother that fell, so they had to replace Judas, so they were framing a new community. And, and sometimes you gotta realize when stuff dies and things change, you've got to figure out what's the frame of the new community gonna look like, cause it may not look like what it looked like before. Pre-pandemic church may not look like post-pandemic church. So don't be upset as we frame the community that God wants to work in because this church may be different because we're different now. We've been 
shift that's happening. There's a paradigm shift. And sometimes you've got to see God in the midst of framing community. Uh, I I, I feel like preaching, y'all. They, they framed community, they framed community, they, they, they were reframing community yesterday. Yesterday there was a conversation that I was not privy to and nor did I feel necessary for me to be there. The trustees and the deacons were in dialogue, but it wasn't just the trustees and the male deacons, it was trustees and the diaconate, female and male, were together in dialogue about next moves on behalf of the church because this reframed community may not function like the other one because we need everybody's voice at the table in order to be sure everyone is heard. Y'all ain't got this. I'm going deep, y'all. Here it is. You have a frame of a community. And, 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 and then the second thing, I won't be long. I promise I won't be long. They, they had the frequency of communion. Ah, I want you to understand. They, the Bible says, the good news version, Acts 1 verse 14 says, they gathered frequently to pray as a group. Y'all, mm. let, me, let me do it again. They gathered frequently to pray as a group together with women and with Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. They gathered frequently to pray together as a group. About 120 of them were in the upper room. They gathered frequently. Now, they didn't all live there during this time between the ascension of Jesus and the descension of the Holy Spirit, but daily they would make a trek to get back together again so they could pray frequently. They wouldn't go without praying together because they knew that something was going to happen in the frequency of their praying because they wanted God to, wait a minute, come on back. You missed it, see? Because in the frequency of their praying also came a fervency within their prayer life and God was about to move. Do you have to understand something? I know you can pray on your own and I know some of y'all have been praying a long time and you can get a breakthrough but I decree and declare before you right now if you could get a prayer partner to pray with you where two or three are gathered together in my name there I am in the midst to bless the needed one every now and then you've got to get out of yourself and join with other selves to get your breakthrough look at somebody if you will and online tell somebody I'll pray for you you pray for me I'll pray for you you pray don't touch him just tell him on that I'll pray for you you pray for me why, why is that important because you've got to realize I we've been holding weekly community prayer time and then and, and I, I just want you to get together to pray ain't ask you to lift no heavy load ain't ask you to go out and bail hay pick cotton and ask you to go out and get sweaty or tired. I just asked you to pray. And some of y'all act like it's a chore to pray. But let me tell you something. If you pray, you'll stay. If you fast, you'll last. The people of God, when you learn how to pray, you get power in your prayer. You get power to live. Power to walk right. Power to talk right. Power to hold on. 
prayer is important. They frequently came together in communion. And I, I said they had to frame the community. They had to frequently come together in communion, but, but then they had the fire of confirmation. And this is where I want to rest my case at in the last few moments I have before my time runs out today. They had the fire of confirmation because God didn't just, God didn't, God didn't just, God didn't just let them keep praying and not show up. Jesus told his disciples, if I go away, I will send the Pedocletos, the Comforter. God God confirms God's presence in fire. Preach, preach. Let, let, me, let me help you here. You got to know that the fire fell as a manifestation of God's activity. Let me preach for a moment if you don't mind because this is going to get gooder and gooder. In the book of Exodus, as the children of Israel need God to deliver them from Egyptian captivity, the Bible says they went through the wilderness with a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Now I know, I believe it was the high old players that used to do, hey, hey, ha, 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 hey, 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 hey. Fire. You young people don't know nothing about that. That's old school right there. But I want you to know that there's a show enough fire that comes from the Holy Ghost. And it's not in the way you walk and the way you talk like that. No, no, no. It'll change how you walk. It'll change how you talk. Yeah, yeah, I got I to go. Here, the, the fire showed up in a pillar of fire by night. No, 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 that's not the only time. The Bible declares that when the prophet of God was standing on the mountainside in a prayer showdown, the Bible says that he said, the God that can consume by fire, let him be God. And, and not only did he call upon the name of the Lord, he said, I'll make it a little harder for you. You can put water on my wood and my wood will still burn because the God that I serve will show up Y'all ain't got it, y'all ain't got it. He'll show up with fire. And the Bible says that when Elijah called upon the name of the Lord, the God that he served showed up in fire and consumed. Y'all ain't got it yet. There were three bad brothers who ended up in a fiery furnace. But it was nowhere that our God hadn't already been. So he showed up in the furnace. And the Bible says that they put in three, but it looked like four. And the fourth one looked like the Son of God. I got a God that shows up in fire. Y'all ain't got me right here. And every now and then, when on the day of Pentecost, when God got ready to show up and show out, he sent his anointing in such a powerful way that it Bible said it appeared unto them like cloven tongues as a 
fire. And I want to tell you something. I do believe that it was a similar experience to that which Isaiah decrees when he talks about somebody grabbing the tongs and taking a hot coal from off of the altar and pressing it to his mouth because when God wants to use you, he has to do something to get you ready and he may take fire. Let me, let me, let me. So the A is that the fire fell as a manifestation of God's activity. But the B portion is that the fire fell as a manifestation of God's adjustment. Before the fire fell, stay with me for a few more minutes. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm coming around the corner right now. I'm getting there. Before the fire fell, Peter had been known for being a cussing deacon. Before the fire fell, he had told everybody off. Before the fire fell, he had been a liar. He said, I know you now, I know him now. But after the fire fell, nothing but truth and life came out of his mouth because once the fire got a hold of his tongue, it made an adjustment in his life. Y'all ain't got it yet, I'm trying. I'm walking with you, walk with me for a minute. Because see, when the fire falls, you're going to be different than what you were beforehand. That the things you used to do, even if you want to do, you can't get the same pleasure you used to get out of doing because something has messed you up and you can't even feel what you used to feel and it takes more and more to feel less and less because once the fire falls, it makes an adjustment in your life. I got to get out of here, y'all. Woo! Somebody just say fire. I'm done, y'all. I'll come back and grab you next Sunday. But let me give you one last thing. Those of y'all walking that got your Holy Ghost red on, if you didn't get red, make sure you get something next year. Red is the color, the liturgical color, symbol of the Holy Spirit. Symbol of the anointing. Because see, the fire fell as a manifestation of God's anointing. And I just want to tell you this, that the Holy Spirit anoints believers to do extraordinary things so that ordinary people can do extraordinary things for an extraordinary God. And there's an anointing that comes with the power of the Holy Ghost that can't be duplicated by anything else. So that on that day, on that day, on that day and in that place, the Bible declares that the power of God fell not just upon the apostles, not upon the 12 of them as they had been reconstituted, not just upon the women that were close to Jesus, including Jesus his mother but upon every one of those who were in the room all 120 got an anointing y'all missed it 
went over your head. In other words, this is not the kind of anointing that is just for leadership. This is not the kind of anointing that is just for pulpits. This is the anointing for the pew. And what God wants to do with us is to let the fire fall so that it falls from the pulpit to the pew so that everybody in this house can receive an anointing. And I just want you to lift your hands and begin to thank God for the fire in your house, the fire on your block, the fire on your street. Let the anointing fall inside of me. Let it fall in my children's room. Let it fall in my bedroom. Let it fall in my living room. Let it fall in my dining room. Let it fall on my job. Let it fall in my car. Let the fire fall. Fire, fire, fire. Fire, 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 fire. Let the fire fall. Let it fall on me. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. Let your fire fall. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. It's just like fire. Just like fire. It's just like fire. Shut up in my bones. It's just like fire. It's just like fire. That's it, that's it, that's it. It's just like fire. to have your life and I want you to know that the fire of the Holy Ghost will be active in your life don't be upset if it wants to make an adjustment because he'll adjust you so he can anoint you so be prepared and just simply say have thine own way 
You can burn out the chaff. You can burn out the impurities. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. If you want to join our fellowship, you can just simply email us. Become an I member. Become an I member. Join us. You can dial us at 860-443-6046, station 110, or email us. We'd love to hear from you right away. We love you already. I praise God for each of you being here today. I am ecstatic about this great day. I said I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic because I feel the fire burning. I feel the fire burning. And God is doing something new and fresh in your life. You tuned in today for a reason. You leaders who came today for a reason. Because I believe the fire is falling afresh. Just as he fell at Pentecost, I believe God wants to fall afresh upon someone even now. And I know there's some folk who've been saved a long time that you're going to tell me and we're going we're gonna to work with you. You're going to say, Reverend, I want a refreshing of the Holy Spirit. I want this fire rekindled in me. I used to have a deeper walk. I used to have a greater anointing. I want to get it back. I want to get my fire stirred up. I want to stir up the gift in me. And this is stirring time. You know, I don't know if you've ever stoked the fire. But every now and then if you want to stoke it, you got to stir it up a little bit. And bring those embers back. Let them ignite the wood again. Fire time. God wants to do something afresh.